Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I'm giving away an iPad Pro 2020 model along with an Apple Pencil over on my YouTube channel, Let's Draw with BJ Dell. And all you've got to do to enter is you got to hop on over there, watch the video, and then help me name my new mascot. It's this cute little raccoon character that I made. It was part of a uh, three-part video series that I did over on YouTube, kind of outlining my character creation process, how I approach things. So I just need your help in naming the character. I'm going to be doing or announcing the giveaway on September 14th on the podcast, as well as on YouTube and on Instagram and Twitter. So you've got a couple weeks left to get entered. Hop on over there. I'll leave the link for the video down in the show notes of this episode. So, okay, that's it. Now on to the show. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about pricing commissions and client work and why it's so important to know the value of your art. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. That's right. Today is all about client and commission work. Now, if you followed along with the podcast so far, or you've watched some of my YouTube videos where I talk about this, think you're already going to know that I don't even do client or commission work any longer, but I'm sure that there's some of you listening to this that either do, or maybe you want to look at getting started. And since this podcast is called make money with your art, I thought it would be a disservice if I didn't address this. So the problem that I see with a lot of artists who take this kind of work is their pricing and it's way too low. That's the problem. So that's going to be the focus of today's show, how to approach pricing to make sure you aren't undervaluing your work or your time because your time is just as important. So a lot of artists, they approach client work by having a set price list. And I'm sure it's something you've probably seen a hundred times if you've been on Instagram or on Twitter. It goes something like this, basically a, a splash screen that says, I do headshots for X amount of dollars, half bodies for this certain price, full bodies for this set price, and then maybe have a different price for just line art or a fully finished colored piece. Those are going to have two different prices. Maybe simple backgrounds are X amount of dollars with a complex background, maybe being a different set price. And for me, I don't recommend this approach. There's going to be so many factors that go into creating a piece for a client. This kind of cookie cutter, one size fits all approach It's only going to screw you in the long run. I'm guaranteeing it. So sure, it's going to make it easy for a customer to kind of look at a price list. Then they know what they can expect to pay. But you got to think about it. Each request is going to be totally different. For example, back to the backgrounds. What's a simple background? How do you define that? What's a complex background? What if your definition of these is totally different than the customer's expectations? It's going to cause problems. And having a price list like this, it's really going to set you up to get underpaid for your work. So that's why I don't recommend it. I know that having people want to commission you for work, it's going to be exciting. It's definitely a boost to that artist ego and really kind of some real world confirmation that you have talent and that your talent's being recognized. So I know that's exciting, but at the same time, I would definitely urge you just to not let that feeling cloud your judgment about what your art's worth. 
So I did a quick search on Twitter for people that were offering commissions. It's kind of a little bit of research for the topic of today's episode. And if you look yourself, there's an absolute sea of people charging way too little. And one thing here to keep in mind, when you do this, when you charge very low rates, not only are you devaluing your artwork, you're also at the same time devaluing the artwork of other artists that are out there. So trying to charge a reasonable rate for your work, it's going to be hard when there's other artists out there selling their services for basically pennies on the dollar. I know for me, I had to turn away my fair share of potential clients just because they thought, well, so-and-so over here is only charging this amount and -and so-and-so over here only wants this and you're charging, you know, way too much, way more than they are. And I'm not going to pay that much. So back to Twitter, one user that I saw when I was doing that little research, they did some pretty great work. Of course, the quality of work really should dictate the price. So I'm cool if artists whose skills maybe aren't up to snuff, if they don't have that professional look to them, maybe they charge a little bit less. I'm cool with that. But this user stuff was pretty good. And they were charging nine bucks for a full body, full color commission uh, with simple backgrounds. Those were included for free. If you wanted a complex one, it was five bucks stylized portraits they started to do and they said i'm not that good at stylized yet because i usually do these cartoon portraits so for stylized they were only charging five bucks and they were doing icons like little avatars for you know twitter or instagram those were only three bucks and for me this is just crazy it is insane to charge that little and of course when someone is charging this you got a question where do they live at because of course, different places in the world is going to dictate the prices of living. So the cost of living in a certain area that's not the United States might be less, so they don't have to charge as much. But I mean, even with that in the United States, you're going to see the cost of living from state to state, city to city is widely different too. And it's going to vary a ton just based on where you live. So if you don't have a set price list like this, how do you do it? How do you decide what to charge? And If you're working a regular nine to five job that pays hourly, you get paid how much time you have on the clock. That's how you get paid in a regular job. That's really how I would recommend that you approach commission work as well. And that's going to be the first thing you've got to decide what's your hourly rate. This is really in the grand scheme of things. It's going to be the easiest thing to decide. It's going to get a little bit more complicated with the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about. But if you're going to do art on the side, Ask yourself, do you want to do art and make what you're making from art per hour, what you make at your current job? Or maybe you think your art is worth, you know, a little bit more than what you get paid at your day job and you want to charge more than your hourly rate that you get paid. So maybe that's okay too. However you want to approach it, just basically get that hourly rate set first and foremost, and then worry about the rest as it comes along. And that's the easiest part, just being able to determine, uh, you know, what you want to charge. The hard part is going to be when you have to decide how long a piece is going to take ahead of time before you actually start it. And this is going to come with practice. I mean, the more and more that you do art, the more and more that you create, it's going to become easier to determine how long a proposed piece is going to take. You can get a kind of breakdown description from the client and just kind of picture, okay, I know my last one, I kind of had similar things in it and it took me this 
long. This one's got a few extra things. So take that, add, you know, an extra hour or two hours to it. And you're going to get pretty good at it over time. You might screw yourself uh, a few times along the way and you're definitely going to underestimate your time more than you're going to overestimate it, but you'll eventually get pretty good at it if you keep up. So approaching things like this with the hourly rate in mind is why doing priceless, like we talked about before, is not the way to go about things. Instead, I would really recommend to always try to get a pretty detailed description of the commission piece before you even quote a price. Don't even talk about money at all until you get a detailed description of what the client wants. So with many customers, many clients, they're going to push back on this and they're going to reach out and say, what are your rates? Or they'll just give you a vague idea and want a price. So number one, that hourly rate that we talked about, you need to determine that's not actually a rate that you would discuss with clients when they say, what's your rate? Don't say it's $15 an hour or 20 or $50 an hour. What I would always say in that case is my rate's really kind of depend on the commission itself. There's a lot of factors that go into pricing something like this. So I really need as much information as possible before I can give you an accurate idea. That's how I responded to it with your rate. You shouldn't have a set rate that you give to clients. It's going to change. And usually after giving that reply, a lot of customers, they're going to respond with, well, can you just give me a ballpark idea? Can you just give me an estimate? Just give me round about how much it's going to cost. And understand here, if the customer is not going to be willing to take the time to discuss the piece, to tell you what you what they want to go into detail, and they're more worried about the money side of it, I would just move on from right there. Just drop it and move on. Because for me, they've pretty much already decided and shown where their priorities are. It's not in the art. It's not in the final piece. It's how much it's going to cost them. So my reply to this would usually be, well, like I said, I need more information. Ballpark could be anywhere from $100,000 to $10,000. Just as kind of my way of reinforcing that I can't and I won't give an estimate without knowing. I need to know more information. So that's why it's that hundred to 10,000. It's a ridiculous answer, but when they can't give you more information, but still want, you know, the, the breakdown of your prices, it's a ridiculous request. So if they do actually provide a detailed breakdown though, try your best to estimate how many hours of work that it's going to take. That's what we talked about before. And then take those number of hours and multiply that by your hourly rate. And that's how you get the price of the piece. That's how you get what you need to quote the customer. Now, there's going to be some other factors that go into that. You got to think, are you giving them commercial rights while you still retain the ownership rights to it? That should cost more and that should be factored into the piece. Or are you possibly signing away all ownership and you're giving them full unadulterated rights to it? They just own it free and clear. Nothing, no more on your end. You should definitely be charging even more for that. And that should definitely be laid out in a contract. Contracts are super important. We're going to talk more about those too. So another area that you can greatly screw yourself out of time and money is in the revision stage. Before you begin any work on any client piece at all, you should always have that contract laid out. And the one thing that's really important to include in the contract is to outline the details of the commission, the rate you've agreed on with the customer, what this includes, how the payment set up, rights to the piece, how it can be used, and finally, and most importantly, what type of revisions are allowed. 
So I know a lot of artists really approach revisions quite differently. And this is going to really vary too, based on what type of medium you're working with. So of course, digital art, it's going to be a little bit more forgiving in regards to revisions. You're going to be able to go back and change stuff. If you've got things on separate layers, changing colors, how those are set up, super easy. Uh, as compared to traditional art, I mean, if you're doing a painting and you get so far in the painting and they want a revision, it's not exactly the same as digital. So make sure you're considering that and laying everything clearly outlined in the contract. Since I focus on digital art, though, I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about today and how I'm going to outline my process and my approach to it. So first off is the sketch stage, of course, and for any commission at all, that's where it should start. And it's really where the majority of your revision should be. That's the stage where revisions are really allowed and they should be made. So it's crucial with this that you're on the same page with the client and the sketches are really going to be the best way to guarantee this. I would recommend how I did it, usually starting out with like in between two and three really rough sketches initially, sending those off so you can get some feedback as far as the direction you're headed if you guys are on the same page. And then with that, start a completed sketch, something a little bit more refined based on that feedback from the customer or the client. And then after you provide the completed sketch, I would usually, usually from there allow for one more revision based off of this and have this in the contract along with the fact that any more revisions past this stage will be X dollars per revision. And here's where you really need to determine how long those completed sketches are going to take and then multiply your rate by the time that they take. Add that in is kind of a footnote there. Any revisions on the sketch stage past these initial ones is going to be blank amount of dollars. Then have the client give you a final approval for that sketch at this time before you move on. So with me, for my art style, the way I approach stuff with digital is I usually do a sketch, then I do the lines, then I lay out the color flats, and then I end it with going back in and adding shadows and highlights. So from here, I would usually send the inked version over once I got that done just for uh, an approval. But really here, you shouldn't have any problems with the inked one and getting approval just because they already signed off on that finished sketch. It's basically the same thing, just adding the inks to it. However, I found here's where a lot of clients, they really kind of had time to go back and look at that sketch again and again and again, mull it over. And they're going to take this opportunity to say, well, you know what? I think we should have added this here and we should have moved this part over here or we should have got rid of this section over here. And this is really where it comes in. You can see that you start to get in trouble and you can lose time and money when you start making revisions to work that you've already done that's already been approved and why it's so important to outline all this in a contract. So I would outline the number of revisions allowed, if any, during each stage of the creation process and then what the cost of each revision will be at each stage. Any revisions here at this time, you should charge again for the sketch stage as well, since that's going to be time that you're going to spend kind of re-outlining the changes and have this laid out in the contract to discourage any changes at this point. Same thing goes for colors. I would send them before finishing the piece for approval and colors should already really be kind of decided in the previous conversations with the client. So you shouldn't have too many problems here. But if you do, though, decide if you're going to include revisions in this stage in the cost or if you're going to charge extra, 
And then, of course, have that in the contract as well. Same thing goes for when you go to shadows and highlights to kind of finish out the design. But when everything's finished, you should have the client's approval pretty much for each step of the way. And there should be absolutely no reason that they request any revisions here. I would state that no future revisions are allowed after the final delivery. All stages were approved up to that point. Everything should be good to go. And the thing I see, and I've had this happen, a lot of people that commission art, they don't really understand the process, especially for digital. I've had a lot of clients get a finished piece and say, oh, you know what? Instead of having that arm down there at their side holding whatever it might be, let's change it and let's have that arm above their head. And then let's go ahead and switch out what they're, they're holding. And people honestly think since it's digital, you can just magically take an arm and move it like a puppet or like a marionette. You know, it's not connected. It's not a drug. You just click this and, and move it up and then you know, you can point, point to the hand and then push a button and whatever they're holding is magically replaced and their hand and fingers wrap around that just perfectly. And the thing is, they just don't realize that it takes redrawing that section, redoing the color flats, redoing the shadows and highlights. So making sure that you communicate the process, letting them know what it takes and what is required when some changes like this are requested. Sometimes it's necessary just so that they understand the complexity of what's being asked and so that they understand, oh, this isn't something easy. It's going to be kind of, you know, going back to the drawing board and redoing stuff. So in a contract, I would state that any revision request made after the final delivery is going to be billed at the initial quoted rate since basically you're starting the piece all together. You're going back to the drawing board. You're going to have to redo the, the sketch. You're going to have to redo the lines, the color flats, the shadows and the highlights, everything like that's going to change. So it's pretty much redoing the piece from the start. And if someone knows that they're going to have to pay basically double by going back and forth on what they want, they most likely don't want to do that. And if they do, at least you're going to be getting paid your full rate for your work. So speaking of getting paid, that would be in your contract too. At very least, I would recommend half up front and then the other half due on the delivery of the final piece. Just here, really keep in mind, if you are working digitally, do not ever send high-res files for the approval process along the way. Send low-res stuff along with pretty much like really heavy watermarks across everything. So I'm telling you, there's no worse feeling than sending off the original full res files to a customer than never hearing back from them and never receiving that second half of payment. Of course, the other approach is you could do full payment up front. I've done that quite a bit before, but it's really up to how you want to approach it. I eventually just went with this pretty much all the time and it worked out for me, but people really have to trust you and they've got to trust your work to Use this approach and you really need to look at it and decide what's going to work best for you. One last thing, don't be afraid to tell people no. Don't be afraid to decline work. After you've been doing this for a while, you're going to get really good at knowing who's going to give you problems. If I would quote someone at a price and then they immediately began to haggle with me, conversation's over. Thanks for reaching out, but I'm sure there's other artists out there that will be more than happy to work for you for less also, if someone has unrealistic expectations from the start or they want you to work in a completely different style than what you offer or what you have in your portfolio or on your social media stuff, I would just politely end the conversation there. They don't get it. Um, also, if the, the potential client is rude or they act entitled, 
like they're kind of doing you a favor by hiring you or even worse, the classic, but I'll be giving you exposure line. Yep. Time for them to go kick rocks. Even if you need the work, don't devalue your art or yourself as a human being to work with someone that isn't above demeaning you from the start. If that happens, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Value yourself, value your art. Just tell them to leave, go find someone else, kill the conversation and move on to the next. So that's it for today's episode to kind of summarize this or put it in a nutshell. Don't charge too little for your work. Have everything outlined in a contract and address revisions before you even start work because revisions, that's going to be what costs you the most time and money. So don't be afraid to lay it all out and then stick to your guns. So be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking about, you know what, I don't even have a topic for next week's episode. Uh, Like I said before, I kind of had about four months of content planned out, and this was actually the last one of my notes. So I want your feedback. If you've got a suggestion for what you want me to cover next week, email it to me at bjdell at gmail.com with podcast topic as the title of the email. And I'm going to go ahead and take a listener suggestion for next week's show. How about that? And then finally, as we come to the end of the episode, I ask you every week, if you could rate and review the podcast, greatly appreciate it. Helps the podcast get seen and heard by more people. And every week then I read a listener review on the show. And today's listener review comes from angry. The app doesn't work. Absolutely awesome. Five stars as someone who's always been creative, but never knew where to start. This podcast gives me hope. I literally take notes while listening. Your YouTube channel is also making me a better artist. Your approach is perfect for someone like me who has a little trouble learning from books. I really like the hands-on approach. Keep the podcast and videos coming. So thanks so much. Angry the app doesn't work. Like I said, I pick a listener review every week and read it at the end of the show. So if you want to possibly hear your review read on an upcoming episode, definitely leave a review. I appreciate it. And until next time, keep creating. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BJ Dell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.